0: How are you all doing today? Hi. It's good to see everybody. I'm glad you're here to worship with us. I've got a couple of announcements to share with you. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have VBS. VBS is going to be a great event for us this year, but we are still in need of a lot of volunteers. We've got some that have already signed up, but I'm hoping after today we'll have even more Miss Sarah has set up some tables outside there next to the doors. So if you would just go out there and take a look after service and see if there's something that you feel led to volunteer for. There's classes to teach and games and all kinds of different things. VBS is August 6th through the 10th and it's 530 to 8 uh, each night and uh, it's going to be a great time. Miss Sarah's working really hard to get it ready and all of those kids are going to have a blast Uh, participating in VBS this year. Uh, The next thing that we've got is um, our open gym for kids every Thursday from 10 till noon. Um, So it's just a time that they can come and play basketball or floor hockey. We usually end up playing some dodgeball, something like that. So it's always a blast and uh, we just encourage you to come and bring your kids and let them hang out for a little while here in the gym. Um, We have our family camp out coming at the end of the month. It's coming up pretty quick. Uh, It's July 27th at Cotopaxi, KOA. And you can go online to their website and make your own reservation. It's just a fun, relaxing weekend uh, that you get to spend fellowship time with one another. And uh, I'm looking forward to it being the first year that I get to go on that. Um, And then at the end of the month, we also have our family skate night. That'll be July 27th. Uh, It's from 6 to 8 p.m., and it's always a blast. They skate, and uh, then we always end with some blacklight dodgeball, which is a huge hit for all of those kids. So, uh, well, not even the kids. The adults get to play as well, it's just a lot of fun. So uh, we look forward to seeing you at some of our events that we've got coming up. You can check out our bulletin or see the rest of those on our website this week. Pastor Scott's got a quick announcement for us this morning, and then we'll dive into worship.
1: Good morning. Um, we have wonderful desserts made uh, for you guys to take home. Please do not leave today without buying one. We're going to have a dessert auction fundraiser for our team group. Uh, We've got a mission trip coming up. We're going to move these tables over here, and we're going to get right to it. Selling these desserts off. Um, And please uh, stay after. I think that's the last announcement we have. So if you would please stand up, turn around, greet one another, shake a hand or two.
2: Why? are
3: no, you just go look at <laughs>
2: Remember when we first did that? How yes. crazy that was?
3: good good morning during worship if you just want to walk up and look at the pies you're welcome to you just want to you know time during the service just take a look at the pies if you want to just take one and eat it and then pay for it later you could eat it during the service do all that good morning yeah someone says as long as you donate $500 they'll they'll let you eat it now it's good to be with you all I want to remind us this morning that we are all part of the church the body of Jesus Christ that we have come together all these people you look at they all roughly believe similar things And that's a good thing. And then together we join our hearts and our minds, our spirits, and we fix our eyes on Him. So you bow your head now. Will you start a conversation this morning with your Heavenly Father? You tell Him why you're here. Jesus, we come today as your body. We come as one with many parts. We all need each other. We're reminded today that you are over it all, that you are in it, beside it. You can see through it, you can see into the future, you know what's already happened. Even this week. We ask that you would be exalted now. Will you speak to us? Remind us what's true. And we all said, Amen. Amen.
2: Dreams in my darkest star, you are the Lord of all.
3: prayer this morning we actually forgot that you are reigning over we actually maybe forgot that you actually know and can see what's going on father you're calling us not to fear The nightly news is causing us just fear. Be afraid, be afraid, look, be afraid again. And you're reminding us, don't be afraid. I am reigning and ruling over it all. And sometimes it feels like a complete mess. But today we're reminded that you're in it. That you're still faithful. That you're still good. Father, remind us that we are not God today. That we can't see and we don't know like you do. So we rest and we trust in you. Amen. You may be seated. me by a raised hand who was the leader that walked around Jericho yes ma'am Joshua do you guys remember the song Joshua in the battle of Jericho yeah anyway we're not going to do it the thing it goes along with this song but I think it's so hard when we read the Bible, it's so hard when we look at those stories that happened hundreds and thousands of years ago, that were like, oh yeah, they walked around the walls seven times and the walls fell down just like God promised. Yeah, God's faithful. But what if you're in like number five trip around the wall? And we, they did not know that the wall was actually going to fall. And he's asking us to keep walking around the wall seven times. And you're like, well, we're on number five and nothing's happening. I, I don't think I heard correctly. And I wonder if that's where many of us were at right now in your life. Like He's asking you to keep walking. And you're like, but I don't see nothing happening. I mean, the addiction's not getting any better. The boss isn't getting any easier. The money's not coming. You've asked me to give this, but it, it ain't there. And He's asking us just to keep walking. 2 Corinthians. We walk by faith. We walk by trust and we walk by belief and not by sight. And everything about that goes against the American scientific way. What is he asking you? Keep walking. Keep believing for that one son that's lost. Keep trusting. Keep walking. walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall but you have never failed me yet you hear it I'm waiting for change to come
2: knowing the bad For you have never Failed me yet Your promise still stands Great is your faithfulness Faithfulness I'm still in your hands This is my confidence You've never failed Your word will come
3: remind yourself where you need to keep walking and keep trusting. Maybe you need to remind yourself of His faithfulness to you.
2: See you do it again You made a way Where well, there was no way
3: Whatever way that you have failed, whatever way you've completely screwed up, you are still in His hands. He is still for you and with you, behind you and before you. You are still in His hands. There's nothing you can do to ruin the love of God for you. There's also nothing you can do to earn the love of God for you. It's true.
2: As morning dawns and evening fades you shelter like no other, your name, let the nation sing it louder, nothing has the power to say, but your name,
3: Father we are so thankful this morning, we belong a cloud of witnesses all over this globe and as we think about Pastor Brian and Michael and all that they've done over in Sudan we're reminded that this kingdom is so much bigger than this little group of white people in Woodland Park Father we thank you that you are God of all of any nation and tribe and tongue. We're thankful that you're working all over. When peace like a river attendeth my way When
2: My sin, my sin.
1: Me in prayer today, Lord. We go to you with all these truths that we've been singing this morning already. As we know, as we read this morning, that we live by faith and not by sight. But Lord, there will be a day that our faith will be sight, and we are grateful for that promise the promise of the seventh time around Jericho, the promise of what will be revealed of what we hope for. And that is your truth. That is your your covenants with us that we read through the Holy Scriptures of, and your greatest one, of your Son that came and will come again. We are grateful for that truth and we are grateful for the community this day that we can come together, we can pray together, we can worship together and feel your presence and understand you are real, you are palpable, you are here in this place. We are are thankful. Lord, as we hear about unity and love this morning, um, I'm I'm grateful to have the unity of this church. um, That we can go to others, lift others up in prayer and going through whatever Lord I know there's a lot of things out there in the minds of those here in this room a lot of stuff has been brought in to this sanctuary I pray you be with the hearts of this community, this unity of people, of believers wherever those minds are at right now I pray that they can submit that to you. It's easier said than done. But Lord, I I pray you give those here that need it the strength to submit whatever it is they're dealing with this morning to you and your perfect power because we know that in our weakness, you are made strong. That's what surrender, that's what salvation is about love you, Lord. We love you for the promises of that truth that you come through. At the seventh time, the walls do fall down. We are grateful for that, your power in our lives. We thank you for the blessings. We thank you for letting the pastor get back stateside safely, keeping them safe, M. Michael, George, safe over there that is a blessing and as we talked about and stood up for last week we plan to follow pastor's vision into the future with this church, with this community because he's listening to you and we're going to follow We're following you together and Lord continue to be with the ministry that's going on in Ethiopia and, and keep being Glorifying you and and doing the good work of building your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And I thank you for blessing us, Lord, as we will soon give from out of that. We're called to give all of us, heart, soul, mind, strength. Part of that is, is finances, Lord. And I pray you bless this offering and let it go and help build your kingdom here on earth. We love you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
4: Hey, good morning, everybody. We're uh, state side, and uh, we are in DC on a layover right now, and decided we try to call, say hi to you. Um, we've been on airplanes now, I think, for about 20-something hours. So there's bedhead, and then there's jet lag, head, and that's what you're looking at right now. Uh, I, uh, I just want to say, uh, next week, we're going to bring you a, a pretty amazing... wanted to give you a couple of highlights this morning, if you don't mind. Uh, one of the main things that I was... Responsible for this week was training pastors, uh, I didn't really know what to expect on how many pastors the of their ministry was going to be. In the end, there were about 244 men and women from all over the Gambella region uh, uh, that are leading. them at the end of the week only two of them had any formal training all period all the other two hundred and two pastors had never had any training were just trying to learn how to read the Bible completely on their own. No other thing with pastors basically making up any point of training that these men and women had ever had And some of these pastors are representing churches of 500, 1,500 people. We're talking about impacting the higher Gambela region, which represents 400,000 people. It is really overwhelming to think of the sense of our race week. Two days ago, we were uh, driving around the uh, in uh, where the, um, where most of the refugees live uh, a town called Eton which is uh, really the biggest refugee camp in the entire world and then uh, Lada and the second do uh, what as far as I could tell it wasn't planned uh, I didn't know anything about it but as we were trying to walk into this village, we were out there. It had rained earlier that day and everything was flooded. We walked a mile out of the way just to try to get around the side of the village. We were coming into the village. Children, men and women were, were following us. It was sort of like uh, you know, Hollywood movie stars walking straight at the park. You know, we'd all kind of go crazy or something like that. They were uh, touching our skin, you know. We were so pale, you know that kind of thing. And uh, uh, they kept following us all the way to um, this area. And as they ushered in an area, hundreds and hundreds, and they sat us and a couple of guys, a couple. of, that were out of training, started reading scripture, um, and, and we're surrounded this whole very quiet. scriptures be read. I'm just sitting there, I'm just participating. I didn't know that they yelled on. Except that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, he's going to call your name, and when he says, you're going to get up and present the gospel. And I said, well, okay, let's do this stuff. He pointed out. he said, Pastor Brian, will you come up and share? And I was like, all right, then. <laughs> so uh, I presented the gospel with a train right next and at the point when I asked if they'd be interested in receiving Jesus as their Savior to please raise your hand be in village, raise their hands all at once. Uh, truly the most um, astounding thing that I've ever seen or experienced. And uh, I think we've got some pictures for you to see. Maybe at some point they'll pull those up and, and let you have some more to show you next week. But uh, God has been all over us this week, and uh, we're almost home. Uh, we jump on a plane to Denver in about an hour and then we'll be home soon and we will see you next week. God bless you. Uh, and may you experience the Lord's presence this morning while together. See you soon.
0: well not sure what just happened back there but I think somebody fell I'm getting a thumbs up though so we're good yikes that's uh, that's never a fun thing to have happen <clears throat> well we got a phone call from pastor early this morning and he was excited to be back at least in Washington, D.C. And when we FaceTimed with him earlier this morning, it uh, went a lot better than that. So, uh, you know, technology. It's a wonderful thing, but it never works just the way you want it to. So, but it was great to hear from him and see and uh, at least hear a little bit snippets of what he's been doing in Ethiopia. And it sounds like the Holy Spirit was truly moving there and in those people. Uh, it's a wonderful thi- thing to see, and he got the opportunity to share and uh, teach other pastors so that they can go out and share the gospel with even more people. So he was really excited to share that, and I feel certain he'll be sharing more with us uh, in the days to come. So how many of you would say you have a friend? Oh, wow, only about half of you. Well. That's unfortunate. I hope the rest of you find some friends. That's, uh, <laughs> so, a young boy once said, or wants to find a friend as someone who knows us and still likes us. That's pretty true, right? A friend is somebody that knows us well. They know us for the good, and they know us for all of the flaws that we have as well, and yet they still decide to be our friend, It's a wonderful thing to have friends, and when we come into the church and read God's word, I believe that God built his church on friendships. When you kind of read and you look through the Bible, you see Paul making friends with all kinds of people. You see Jesus making friends with people and healing people and performing miracles, and God's church is just a bunch of friends that worship God. I hope that's what we are here, a bunch of friends that are here to worship God, uh, as Pastor Scott was praying, is a unified body, a body of Christ. And so this morning, we're going to look at a passage out of John chapter 15. You can flip there with me if you'd like to. But in 1 Thessalonians, it shares a little bit about being friends, building friendships, and it says this, encourage one another and build each other up. Friends shouldn't really tear each other down. They should be encouraging to one another. They should help one another in, in times of need and build each other up when they feel down. When something's going on in their life and they just need a friend to be with them. And then in Romans chapter 12, it says we should be devoted to one another and brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. So we're to encourage one another. We're supposed to be selfless and love one another and put our friends and put others above ourselves. And then Jesus says in the scripture that we're going to read this morning in John, he says, love one another as I have loved you. It's an an endless love. It just, Jesus' love just flows. It's just there. He loves us no matter what happens. And some years ago, in the Colliers magazine, they published a story about this little girl in an orphanage. And this little girl, she was, uh, they said she was quite unattractive. And they also said that she had many flaws, many annoying habits and because of these things she was shunned by the other children in the orphanage it's just really sad she she didn't really have any friends and it went so far that the directors of the orphanage didn't even like her they were finding every opportunity they could to ship her out to some other institution some other Orphanage, they, they didn't want her there anymore. She was kind of weird. She didn't flow with the rest of them. She stuck out like a sore thumb. And so they were doing their best to get rid of her. And because of that, they saw her writing these letters. They suspected that she was trying to uh, write these secretive notes to people outside of the orphanage. And one day, their, sus- their suspicions came true. They, they realized that she had been writing these notes, and they, she had been uh, putting them different places for people to find, and she had been uh, doing different things with them, but finally somebody saw her. She had written one of these secret notes, and she put it in an envelope, and she put it on the back of a tree somewhere. Or she hid it in a tree. And so somebody saw her do that, and they went over and told the director, of the orphanage and so he and his assistant went over and they grabbed the letter and they the, uh, they opened it up and they read it and this is what it said on the inside of that note to whoever finds this I love you the girl that was so shunned and hated and despised by every other person in that orphanage was the one that was sharing the most love with people she was trying to share her love with other people because everyone has a need or a desire to be loved same with this girl she she knew that nobody there really liked her they didn't care for her but that wasn't going to hold her back from sharing her love with someone else And so she wrote these letters so that somebody might find it and have hope, knowing that there was love from someone in their life. And so we can end up doing some pretty weird things in the name of love, right? I'm sure some of you that are married or dating can attest to that, that you've done something that was pretty bold in the name of love, all right? So... Hopefully you can think of something, and if you can't, think about God's love for you. There's that song that we sang last week about reckless love, God's love for us. God's not reckless in and of himself, but he's willing to love us, a sinful people. And so God's love for us, we we have this desire to be loved, and God fills that. God's love is so deep in us if we're willing to do a few things. And so this morning, that's what we're going to look at, is this um, scripture out of John chapter 15, verse 9, if you have your Bibles. I think it'll be on the screen, hopefully, for us. But in this scripture, we are able to have friends, and we're able to love because Jesus first chose to love us. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name the father will give you this is my command love each other that little girl in the orphanage was doing the best she could to love those around her and the people around her just were not willing to get to know her her love was there she was ready she was writing it down she was giving it to people she didn't even know But thankfully, God knows us, and he loves us. So I've got three things for you this morning, and the first is this. A friend of God keeps his commands. A friend of God keeps his commands. God loves us and longs for us to show that love back to him. God just wants us to keep his commands, and through that, we show this love, this friendship that we have with God back to him. It's not just a one-way thing. We, we get to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength as well. And God loves us more than we could ever imagine, but he wants us to be friends with God. He wants us to be his sons and daughters. And his love is so deep. But the one way that we can show our love back to God, maybe not the one way, but a way that we can show our love back to God is through obedience. Is keeping God's commands. It's reading his word and knowing what God has to share with us and doing what he's asked us to do. A genuine faith in God leads us to obey God's commands. And that leads us into a friendship with God. Because of Jesus, because God gave his one and only son, to die for our sins, we are able to have this relationship directly with God. And so his love is there between us. And he's just asking us, if you'll obey my commands, man, your joy will be complete. And so I think one of the best examples of this is Abraham and his obedience to God's command. Abraham had obedience in God when he bound Isaac and laid him on the altar. He took his son that he had been waiting for for years and years and praying for and praying for and longing to have a son. And finally he gets one. He he gets a son that God gives him. And God says, all right, the time has come. Obey my command. And so Abraham does exactly what God asks him to do. Abraham believed that God would raise people from the dead, or that God had the ability to raise people from the dead. And the Hebrew writer puts it this way, Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. Abraham had genuine faith and had become a friend of God, because his faith had works. His faith was willing to obey God's commands. He was willing to obedient to what God wanted so that he could be proof that when we obey God's commands, God shows up in the midst of what is happening. Abraham didn't just have faith in God. He didn't just think about taking Isaac up onto the mountain and laying him down on the altar. He did exactly that. He left home. He took his son He laid him on the altar, and right when it was time, God said, good, you've obeyed me. Now, here's a ram. You don't need to sacrifice your son. It's okay. You've listened. You've obeyed, and you were going to do what I had commanded you. And so Abraham's joy was complete in God. He got to keep his son, which, you know, that's pretty exciting, But he also had this joy in God because he decided to obey what God had in store for him. Abraham just went along. He he did everything that God wanted him to do. Even after praying and asking God for this son for so long, it didn't matter. He was going to obey what God was telling him to do. And so in these first few verses... Jesus says, if you obey, if you keep my commands, I will remain, uh, uh, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. If we keep God's commands, we remain in his love. We become closer friends with God when we keep his commands. Point number two a friend of God lays down their life for God. Now, when I was sitting and thinking about this statement, it's kind of hard to think about. Because we don't necessarily want to die on a cross, a most excruciating death, but at the same time, we want to have relationship with God. We want to have the love of God, and we want to show that back to God. And so it's not necessarily laying down our life and death, but it's laying down our life and everything. It's willfully giving to God what is rightfully His. He gave His Son so that we could have eternal life with Him. And so it's it's giving up our life here and now so that we can have this friendship and this love and be a friend of God. Dr. James Clark posted this short little paragraph on social media recently I'm not sure when it was posted but I found it really interesting he says this today I operated on a little girl she needed O negative blood we didn't have any but her twin brother has O negative blood I explained to him that it was a matter of life and death he sat quietly for a moment and then said goodbye to his parents The doctor says, I didn't think anything of it until after we took his blood. And he looked at me and he asked, so when will I die? He thought he was going, uh, he thought he was giving his life for his twin sister. He thought they were taking his blood and giving it to her so that she could live. And he was more than happy to do it. Now, thankfully, they both came through his sister was just fine and he was just fine as well but the brother at that moment he decided all right I'm going to lay down my life for her I'm going to give her blood and he seriously thought that that was the end he was willing to do it and I believe that that's what we have to do it's it's giving to God willfully It doesn't matter what's going to happen because his commands, he he has success in our future when we obey his commands because Jesus didn't share with his disciples just so that they would fail, but he shared what God was telling Jesus. He shared that with his disciples so that they would have success. And so they laid down their life. For Jesus, they laid down their life to obey God's commands. The Father's love for us brings an intimate unity with Him, like the disciples had with Jesus, because Jesus shared everything the the Father shared with Him. That boy will always have a deep connection with his sister because I guarantee he will remember what he did for her, which is pretty crazy because he thought he was going to die. But instead, they both had life, and they could continue on living and loving one another through that. And God gave his one and only son for us, so that we could have life and friendship and the love of God in us. Being a friend of God means laying down our wants and our desires and asking God what he wants and desires for us. It's willfully giving that up. It's laying down our life so that we can be a friend of God. And Jesus laid down his life for us, but before that, Jesus laid down his life for his friend. When Lazarus died, Jesus knew it was dangerous to go back to Jerusalem to the very people that really didn't like him. And he knew that it was dangerous to go back, but Jesus had this love for his friend and he knew that that's what he had to do. So he goes back. He raises Lazarus from the dead. And that love between them grows deeper and more intimate. And there's unity between them. So Jesus knew what was going to happen eventually, but he was willing out of love for a friend. And God is willing out of love for us, to give us joy that's complete in our life. And finally, out of this passage of Scripture, a friend of God bears fruit for God. A friend of God bears fruit for God. Jesus came to bring a new heart to his people. God loved the world, and so Jesus offered a new way of life. He shared with them The gospel. He shared his love with them that was unending. And Jesus came and gave new life. His disciples died to sin and they chose to obey God's command and lay down their life so that in the end they could bear fruit for God, so that they could build friendships with other people, so that they could have, um, so that they could lead more people. To God. And Jesus talks shortly about being uh, servants and friends. And there's a huge difference there between a slave or a servant and a friend of God. He says, You're no longer servants, you're no longer a slave, because a slave is commanded exactly what to do with no explanation for why they're having to do it. There could be consequences for. Uh, Not doing it correctly or just because the master wanted to or whatever. And so a slave is kept in the dark. But Jesus calls us friends because he tells us what God commands. He told the disciples what to do so that they could have success in bearing fruit. And a friend is a confidant who shares in the knowledge of his superior's purpose and voluntarily adopted it as his own. It's exactly what the disciples did. They weren't told, you have to do this with no explanation, but it was, these are God's commands, and they voluntarily took them upon themselves and did what God was asking them to do. And so that's what we're learning here from Jesus. Bearing fruit means we have obeyed God's commands and have decided to lay down our will So that we can do as God instructs us to do. So Jesus is sharing with us this final command. Love each other. Build friendships with one another. Get to know those around you so that your love can flow out of you and into them. So that God's love can flow out of you into these other people. Paul built churches by making friends. In Philippians, Paul is in prison, but he's still so joyful and excited because his friends are worshiping God. They're, they're obeying God's commands. They're joyful because God is with them. God is leading them. And that's exactly what we're to do. We're to listen to God's commands and obey what God has in store for us. And we live in this world where friendships are actually diminishing. I saw something this week about how um, in the last like 10 or 12 years, friendships have gone to um, people having more friends to them just dwindling and becoming less and less throughout the years. And I would I would say that that's probably because of the world we live in. Social media is destroying friendships. Because you can't tell what somebody is actually saying just through the words you read on a screen. You can't see the tone behind a text message that somebody, sees, uh, somebody sends you or that you send to them. We live in this world where we're trying to avoid face-to-face conversations. And that's not how God's church was built. That's not building unity in the church. God's commands are to go and love one another, and I'm not sure we can do that over social media, over technology. It's by seeing friends face-to-face. It's sharing the word of God with people around you at work wherever else you may go. But we all know people that are friends that, that need God in their life. And we're a friend of God. We have God's love. And God desperately wants everybody else to have that and to know that it's there for them, and it's our responsibility to turn the phone off and go and meet with somebody in person to build a friendship so that they can come into the church so that you can lead them to a relationship with God. The Father's love for us brings this intimate unity in the body of Christ. God built His church on friendship, so how do you lead someone to the Lord without becoming their friend? I mean, really. How do you sit down and have this conversation with somebody without building a friendship with them? Whether before or after, you get to lead them to Christ. But you get the opportunity, maybe, to share the gospel with somebody. And that's an exciting opportunity, and your joy will be complete. Because you're obeying God's commands. You're laying down your life, and you're bearing fruit for God. So when we obey the commands of God, we become a more unified body. When we love each other, we stop seeing skin color or gender or political affiliation, anything like that. We start seeing someone that needs God in their life. And so I hope that that's what we do as we go from this place. That we, one, remember that we are a friend of God. God loves us, unending. But that also we're supposed to go and bear fruit. We're supposed to obey God's commands. Lay down our life for what God wants and desires in our lives. And so let us find this intimate unity with Christ so that we can be friends of God and obey his commands. Building friendships could, be, be the, the, <laughs> building friendships could bridge the gap between the church and the other people outside of the church, the secular world. So let us go and build friendships and bear fruit for God. Let me pray for us. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning as friends that are deeply loved by the Father. And we thank you so much for that love that you have for us, the love that you offer us. And so today, Lord, I pray that we would keep your commands, that we would lay down our life And pick up exactly what you want us to do. Lord, I pray that we would go from this place. And that we would build friendships. And that we would bear fruit for you. That we would give you all the glory of what we do. Lord, I pray for these people this morning. That they would have confidence to go and share the gospel. That they would be excited. And that they would be overjoyed to share who you are with those around them. Lord, we, we love you, and I pray that we would function as this body of Christ, that we wouldn't look at people as just a, a tag on them, but that we would look at them as somebody that needs Christ, that we would be willing to share who you are with them. Lord, I pray that your word would continue to speak to us and that your spirit would go with us from this place, that you would fill us this week that you would be with us, that you would guide us and lead us in all that we do. Lord, we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this week, I hope you can go and spend some time with your friends and to love each other. Go in peace. Also, Please stay for the pie auction, that, or dessert auction that Pastor Scott has put together. It's going to be great. Go take a look at them. Find something that you'd like to buy, and uh, I'm sure he would greatly appreciate that. You guys have a great week.